It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book, Lighthouse Faith. So was the October 7th invasion of Israel by Hamas predicted? Are there clues that were all around? Now, best-selling author Jonathan Kahn believes so. His latest book is called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. And it looks at the 50-year mystery behind what just happened in Israel and even recent events in America, including the January 6th incursion of the Capitol in the COVID pandemic, Donald Trump. Uh, a lot of stuff going on here. And Jonathan Kahn joins me now. Welcome, Jonathan. Great to be back, Lauren. This is really interesting. I mean, I, I was struck by the Josiah Manifesto just in terms of the, the title. And it is named after, I'm assuming, one of the kings uh, of Israel, Josiah, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's crucial. And, and he's the one that the Bible actually says there was nobody like him before and there's nobody like him after in the Old Testament. I mean, he was an amazing person. And he ends up being a prototype for us because he lived in a very dark age and about what to do and how to stand and, you know, how to prevail in a culture and a, and a world that is really uh, not dark and darkening. Is there a way? And that's that's what, you know, Lauren, this came to me when I, I finished the last book was The Return of the Gods. And the day I finished the book is when I got this. I said, you got to give them an answer. And so there's all these things happening in our world that pointed to this and po ultimately pointed to this figure, Joseph. Josiah, the name Josiah, a lot of it, um, the, a lot of the kings of Israel, I mean, if you kind of go through the book of Kings, it says this king did not do well. This king did not follow the word of God. And then, then there are other, most of them didn't. Josiah did, but he comes at a time when it was almost impossible to do. I mean, he stands out as someone who actually did the will of the Lord, but in an environment that was not receptive to it. That's totally it, because we are living in that same time. We're living in, a, in an environment that's not receptive um, on one sense. Uh, in one sense. And the thing is that, yeah, Josiah, when you look at what was happening at his time, it was it was near the end of Israel, actually. It was on the eve of judgment. Um, and yet, at, yet in the kind of last minute, the Lord raises up this guy, you know, from eight years old, he's following the Lord. And, and you know, this is, a, this is a guy who his father was evil, his grandfather was evil. We don't know how he became who he was, except he looked right to the Lord. And the thing is that in his age, you know, this is an age when it was a nation that had known God, but a civil, a cultural civilization that had turned away. And we we're in that same place. And also it was a time when they were they were killing their babies. We we're in that same place. A time of sexual immorality, same place. Gender confusion was part of the worship of these gods that he mm. dealt with. Um, even persecution of believers beginning. So we're like in the days of Josiah, you know, and there's all sorts of signs that actually point to it. Um, and so how did he do that? And that is, that's where it, it comes in. What's the key? How can we actually overcome in a time that is not conducive to light? Um, one of the things about the name Josiah, um, there are several derivations, not several, but a few derivations of Jesus. And one of them is Joshua. 
And is Josiah in that t- in that same realm, moniker? It, it, as far as his name? Yes, the it, name. Um, it, it sounds like it. it. From what I heard, I mean, you know, y- Yeshua, Yeshua. And, like y- y- Yoshia, which is Isaiah, uh, Joshua, Hosea. Uh, the only thing is that one of the things I've heard, it's kind of a mystery name because one of the one of the uh, beliefs is that it actually means the fire of God or the flame of God mm-hmm. as well. It's very similar. Yoshia in Hebrew, Yoshia and Yeshua are very similar. Yeah. But it could be, it's kind of a mystery to this day. Now you open up the book. This is very interesting because you open up the book um, and you were talking about that we were in a terrible darkness now that everything of value is being overturned by this darkness. Can you, I know you talked about it a little before, explain this, elaborate on what this terrible darkness is. Yeah, what happens is, you know, and, and this this is kind of, again, it kind of flows from the return of the gods, and that is this, that when a nation or civilization that has known God uh, uh, turns away from God, it's it's not only it's not only as if it had never known, which is kind of like pagan culture, it is worse than it had ever known. When Jesus speaks about the the spirit that goes out of a man, um, and it says, you know, it's, it was possessed. It says it it, it comes back because it's empty. Come, the man stays empty, comes back and brings seven others, and the latter state is worse than the first. So when you take this, he's not just talking about one guy because at the end he says he says so it shall be with this generation. So when a culture, a civilization, a nation that has known God turns away from God. It, it, it will end up worse than if it had never known, worse than paganism. And so what we're witnessing in America which, uh, and in Western civilization, which is leading the world, is this this kind of return away from God, return to a kind of a neo-paganism, mm-hmm. which opens the door for all sorts of evil. You know, Lauren, you know, a pagan civilization can bring forth a Nero, but a post-Christian civilization will bring forth a Hitler or an Antichrist. Mm. And so we are watching. That's so, so the evil is worse. I mean, it's you know, it's we're seeing things we have never seen, even in pagan times. It's it's pagan in many ways, but it's even worse. So there's a real darkness, and it's spiritual. You know, it, you know, there's culture, there's politics, but it, there it is ultimately spiritual. And so we're dealing with it. And you know what? But the other thing is. The Bible says it was going to happen, so that that's an encouragement. We, you know, we're on, we're in the under the throne of God still. Um, yeah, God is not surprised by this. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. He's probably saw it coming. But one of the things that stuck out to me, it, just the first page of the book, and you talk about it is a darkness that requires every tongue to confess its name and every knee to bow down in its homage. And that, to me, is a twisting of Scripture, because in Scripture, it says that the name of Jesus, every knee, every tongue shall confess, and every knee shall bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So this is a darkness that is twisting the very name of Jesus and becoming, well, the Antichrist, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's and it's the same thing, that, that when you turn away from God, you know, it, the, the house is not going to stay empty. Something else is going to come in, and what's going to come in? And and in ancient Israel, when and this is really the pattern God gives us: when Israel turned away from God, 
the, the you know they embrace all these other gods or spirits you know ultimately and when at the beginning when it first comes in when this darkness comes in it comes in in the name of tolerance because yeah the idea is open the door be open to other things everybody do your own thing and so that's just to get away from where it was it's really to open the door but once these things once this spirit gets in um what happens is tolerance ultimately disappears and now it's again every knee shall bow what god requires the gods require, or as you said, the Antichrist spirit, you know, the Antichrist spirit comes after Christ, you know, the, you know, mm -hmm. it has to be anti something. So it's exactly that. And it is also proceeding where we're heading. So, it, you know, some people talk about this as a soft totalitarianism, but this is kind of really where it's always going to go. If you remember with Israel, you know, they first kind of turned away to Baal. But after it, it, this this became entrenched in the culture, now Baal or the or the spirit or the government required every knee bow to bow. So it's one or the other in the end. It's very interesting because one of the things you talk about when you were talking about the darkness and you were talking about you know our you know the sexual you know, the sexuality and the gender and uh, you know the killing of the in innocents, um, a lot of these things society has created and they think it's good. And that reminds me of the words of Isaiah, woe to those who make evil good and good evil. Um, and I feel like this is this is exactly what what's happening today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a twisting. And notice something about that scripture. I, that's a, it's a very powerful, very, very uh, universal scripture. Uh, woe to those who call evil good and good evil in the in the order of it is it says evil good. So that, you know, that's first in the scripture. Well, the first thing in what we we witness with America and our, the the world basically is that the first part of the, of this kind of agenda or this phenomenon or this transformation is calling what was evil good. So the first part is tolerance. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's okay. We can do that. It's okay. Let's not be hard on it. We can do this. We can do that. We can do that. It's okay. Evil is good. Sin is good. Sin is celebrated. But the next part is then, and who call good evil. So the next stage is, you know, and as much as you call what is evil good or you are accepting of sin, you will always end up calling what is good or righteous or the ways of God or the people of God evil. And that's where you get, now you have, you went from a tolerant, a, a culture with a mantra of tolerance mm -hmm. to a culture with a mantra of cancel. And so that's exactly, that's exactly what would happen according to the scriptures. And I'm thinking just today, and we're recording this on November 14th, so people understand what happened today in Finland, the Helsinki court actually acquitted a Finnish member of parliament on hate speech because of, of her tweet about what the Bible says about homosexuality, and uh, it also uh, her co-defendant was a, a Lutheran bishop um, who published her pamphlet for the church in 2004 explaining what the Bible says about homosexuality. They were actually tried on criminal charges of hate speech. Now, she was acquitted, but they can still appeal the, 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 the case for a third time. Yeah, yeah, this is the second time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the fact, I mean, it's great, of course, that she was acquitted, but the fact that she even came up for this is telling you the signs of the time, because this never would have happened, you know, even a few years ago, it would never have happened. The, the very thing, all she did is really basically put the Bible. Now, the Bible has been the cornerstone of Western civilization, including Finland. And so the fact that now something simple from the Bible can result in in a, a lawsuit where she could have gone to prison, and she, and by the way, she's not the only one. There's someone I believe it was in Malta was on a on a, a Christian television or being interviewed and he had come out of homosexuality and he said, "Listen, the Lord saved me." 
from that, he is now facing a trial to go to prison. So well, yeah, you know what? You know, it's exactly what the, what the Bible says. This this happened in the days of Jezebel and Ahab. It happened in the days of the Maccabees. It happens again and again. But this is now, I believe, the the ultimate one where the Bible says this shall be the end times. Um, you know, a lot of um, I, I went to a um, I go to a Presbyterian church and the the um, minister who is now passed, Tim Keller. He always, always talked about if you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping something. And that struck to me like so powerful. But at the same time, are pastors soft selling the faith in terms of trying to be tolerant, trying to live in a pluralistic society where not everybody believes what you believe? I mean, are they just are they not really taking it to heart that this is serious? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's also one of the signs of decline and, and si- signs of apostasy. You know, when when the cult, you know, if you look at what happened with 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 Hitler and the Third Reich, you know, most of the pastors and churches went along with it, you know, and they were afraid and then they or some just embraced it. And the thing is that if you're ultimately, you know, following the majority, you know, when the majority is Christian or supposedly Christian, then, OK, that that's easier to be a to be a minister. But if that's what you're following, then when the culture turns, you're going to turn, too. And so one of the signs in the process is the soft selling, is the dilution of the word of God. And I've heard this again. I mean, listen, there are wonderful pastors and the, those who are strong are going to get stronger. Those who are, you know, Josiah was radical. You have, We have to be radical in a radical age. Our our stand, our light has to be radical to counter it. But if the, there are so many who are just avoiding the subjects because they're afraid of it, but then why are you here? Why are we here? We're right. here to be lights to the world. We can't say because it's getting darker, so we better kind of we better kind of soften that light. No, that's the time you shine brighter. You know, one of the things that you can tell that there is this evil in the world is when you are saying something from the Bible, and people want to kill you. Um, that there is an evil spirit in this world and it manifests in human flesh. I mean, it's really there, but they want to actually kill you because of what you believe. Now, I want to bring up um, what's happening in the Middle East because I think this is what's on everybody's mind. How do you yeah. read this this attack from Hamas on Israel? Well, a few th- a few things. One is that there is actually, you know, a, a mystery in the Josiah Manifesto called the fifty-year mystery, um, and and literally, which which by that mystery foretells that, and I'm not putting God in a box that He has to do that, but according to the mystery, that that there will be there would be an attack on Israel. Um, it would be a land invasion. It would catch Israel by surprise. It would happen in October of this year. It would happen on the Sabbath or the Saturday. Um, it would happen on a Hebrew holy day, and it would lead to war. And that is, this is the 50-year mystery, um, that all these things, and by the way, it's not just Israel. Israel's the center of this, but this this mystery has touched America. It, we've been living through this, actually, from COVID to, to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I mean, it's amazing. But the thing is, I'm actually, Laura, I was on the on the day before, on Friday night, before it happened, I'm actually at my congregation in, in New Jersey, Beth Israel, and I'm, I'm speaking 
from the book, the Josiah Manifesto, about the 50-year mystery. And that day was the 50th, the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. The Yom Kippur War was caught Israel by surprise. It was the last time there, there's been a land invasion. It was 50 years ago, um, massive. It was it was on a Hebrew holy day, it, This of course. This one was as well. It was on the Sabbath, and uh, the first Sabbath of October. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's literally 50 years to the exact Sabbath. So that's the first thing. Again, everything is under control in that sense. But there's so much to this. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something there that people don't realize Hamas is in the Bible. And, and in the sense of this, though, you know, there is a word in Hebrew that's also a word in Arabic. In Arabic, it means uh, zeal and fervor mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. fanaticism, like Islamic zeal. In Hebrew, the same word means means evil death and destruction, and the word is Hamas. And the word Hamas actually occurs in the Bible when it talks about, it says, uh, you know, for instance, it says that, that you know, uh, the, they have writ Hamas or violence or evil. Hamas has risen up like a rod of evil in the land. Or it says that 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 there's bloodshed and Hamas is behind it. Or it, you know, it, I mean, it's again and again and again. Now, and wait a second. I want to ask you, when you say the word Hamas, is this in, if you, if you read the Bible in Hebrew, that's what yes. you that's what you actually yes. see is the word Hamas, yes. because I, I oh, don't recall right. it being in an English translation. No, 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 it won't. It won't because you won't see this in English. It's there, though. And if you look, if you have like a, some people have a program that can go behind it or a concordance, you can see it. Um, yeah, the word sometimes it's translated as violence. It could be translated as evil, um, destruction. But when you but it's actually Hamas. And of course, it means evil and destruction. But the fact that you have a organization that actually is named after this, you know, names itself of things that the Bible says, yes, there will be Hamas in the land. One of the promises, uh, Lauren, in um, of, the, of the Messianic age, um, Isaiah 60 says, no more shall Hamas be in the land. And there's actually one scripture that says, remove Hamas from the land. You know, so it, it's amazing. But yeah, even this, the Bible speaks to it. I want to take a real a quick break right now on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. We'll be right back with uh, Jonathan Kahn talking about the Josiah Manifesto. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We're back with uh, author, best-selling author, jo um, Jonathan Kahn, and his new book, The Josiah Manifesto. And we were talking before about Hamas and how it is mentioned in the Bible. If you read the Hebrew version yes. of the Bible, it's called Hamas. I would think that Hamas would know that and 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 would put it and would call themselves Hamas regardless. I mean, do you think they know that that this is predicted in the Hebrew Scriptures? I, I would think that, you know, it's weird, Lauren, when someone's so wrapped up in evil, even when they see something, they, they don't see it. It's just like the enemy knew that, you know, that if he, he crucified, you know, he get, went into Judas and crucified Messiah, you know, it's going to ultimately undo him, but it's evil. So, you know, you're, it's twisted. The, even the thinking is twisted. Um, they probably know that Hamas is also a Hebrew word, not just an Arabic word. They use it as the Arabic, but they probably know that. Now, whether they know where it is in the Bible, you know, I mean, that it's actually in the Bible, I don't know. 
but the, but I'm sure they have an idea that it's a Hebrew word for violence, evil, and destruction. How do you know? I mean, you talked before about how all of these things were predicted in this 50-year manifesto or this 50-year mystery um, that it would happen on October 7th that it, or the Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath. Um, how? Where is that evidence yeah. that it was yeah. predicted? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'll put a different word than rather than predict because I'm very I would try to be very careful about this. But the pattern and the template ordains it or ordains something happened. Well, here's the thing: there is the you know, in, in the, and we once spoke about we were speaking about Israel you, uh, um, a, a while back that there is this 50 year mystery pattern in Israel again and again and again and again um, towards it because the 50 year pattern comes from the Bible. It is the jubilee, and the mm-hmm. jubilee we think about you know it's restoration. Well, it is. But it's also restitution. If you took somebody's land, a year of Jubilee is taken from you. It's a year of reversal. It's a year of repetition. It's a year. But there's this 50 year cycle. When you look at the history of Israel, the rebirth, you see it again and again. 1867. I won't go into the details. I spoke. We, we I spoke about it in the Oracle. Uh, but the thing is that is that fi- the restoration begins really in that year, 1867. Mm-hmm. 50 years later, the 50th year is 1917. The land is given back to Israel through the, the Balfour Declaration. Doesn't have Jerusalem. 50 years later comes this. It points to the it's 1967 six-day war jerusalem but it never gets the legal right or recognition from the world 50 years later is 2017 and that's when the the proclamation first time since ancient times the jerusalem declaration from america first time recognizing everything happens with this 50-year thing a 50-year cycle i mean and even you know even the 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 rebirth of israel there's a guy the guy named uh theodore herzl you know who was the founder of israel and he predicted he said in 50 years this is going to happen and it happened you know israel was voted into existence of the 50-year thing so there's this happens again and again but even lauren even in uh, i'll put it that well let me, let me let me throw something else in and and that is that that when you take you know in 1967 you have the six-day war it took 50 years later for it to be recognized but it didn't begin with trump it began with the united states senate which rec- has a resolution to recognize Jerusalem on june 5th which is a 50 years to the day that the six-day war began now if you take the six-day war it happened on june 5th mm-hmm. then you know six years later comes a calamity which is yom kippur war they turn it around but it was calamity it's it's now i'm just going to throw this in right now it's 2000 uh, uh 2315 days if i get it right between the start of the of the of the six-day war and the start of the yom kippur war now if you go 50 years later you have you have on the exact day of the of the anniversary of the six-day war you have the senate recognized at jerusalem um, if you go 2,350, the same exact period, it takes you not to October 6th, which is when the six, when the Yom Kippur War began. Because of leap years, it takes you to October 7th, Saturday morning. Oh, my morning. goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never, by the way, I don't think I've ever shared this to the media. So <laughs> this is the first, but to the exact date. Wow, very interesting. Now, th- th- very interesting point, though, that you put yourself, unlike your other books, you've actually put yourself in this one. Why? Well, because I, w- I usually avoid myself, but I was in it. You know, um, I-, I mean, I was in two events. You know, and and the first the first one uh, it kind of sets the stage of the mystery is actually in Cuba, and um, I- and the Lord opened the door for me to go to to go in for to uh, the palace of Fidel Castro. I was invited to go in there. 
And I, I brought three three objects for him. One was a, a Bible, which was banned in Cuba. The other the other two objects were linked. Well, one was a uh, actually a word. I was led to give him a word on a piece of paper linked to the Jubilee on the 50 years. And then the other one was the shofar linked to the Jubilee with a scripture, all linked to the Jubilee. And so this kind of sets the stage. Well, it turned out, Lauren, that the that what I gave him actually gave him the exact amount of time he would have left before he'd be removed from office or he'd have to step down. And, and it came on the 50, it is 50th year from the revolution on the 50th day on down to the exact hour. Okay. So this said that, so I was there, so I bear witness to it. The, the other event was, um, was in Washington. Um, you and I talked about it just before we had it and that was called the return. And it was, a, it was led during this year of shaking and COVID and all this to, um, to you know, have a, a national day of prayer and repentance in Washington. Um, and we were on the National Mall. It's and called the Day of the Return. Now, I had no idea, Lauren, I wasn't looking, but it turned out that on the ancient Hebrew calendar, um, that day is called Shabbat Shabbat, which means the Sabbath day of return. So I didn't know we had the return on the Day of the Return, which is time of repenting from your evil. It turned out on that exact day, while we're on the mall praying, thousands of believers, on the White House, Trump, it chooses that day to set in motion what is going to be the overturning of Roe versus Wade. That's the day he nominated Amy Barrett, which was the final vote by one vote yeah. that overturned Roe versus Wade. On the day that is appointed in God's calendar to overturn, to go from evil, you know, to turn away from evil. Well, one other thing, at five o'clock, I'm led. I'd say, everybody, let's seal all the prayers. And with the sound of God's power, the sound of the shofar. So I call up their men on the stage. They, I said, I said, we we seal this. Let the power of God go forth. And they blow the shofar. People shout. It was five o'clock. It was four minutes. It was the thirty-three seconds. At the White House lawn, Trump opens his mouth to begin the overturning of a, of Roe versus Wade. Five o'clock, four minutes, and thirty-three seconds. The exact same second. Wow. To the power, the sound of God's power. The sound of the shofar. You know, um, a lot of people have talked about that we were living in the end times. Um, and you talk about the Valley of Hinnom in the biblical cycle, yes. which is, and that figure is really big in the end in, in times. And it's, I think it's called the, it's kind of the Valley of Hell, aka the Valley of Hell. Yeah. Um, and it, what's the evidence here that we are living in the end times? Well, one of the things is that, yeah, you, you know what, you, you, you said something, you know, you, the word Gehenna comes from the valley, it means Valley of Hinnom, and that's a symbol of hell. This is where they, it's where they killed their children. You know, um, this is where they offered up their children. And this is where Jeremiah, the prophet, says judgment is coming. You can't kill these children and not have consequences. You know, it's interesting because in America, you know, the, our, we do have a Valley of Hinnom, and it's actually New York. New York, we have actually killed more children than any other place in America. It's the capital, the abortion capital of America. And when mm -hmm. this 50 years later... 50 years later comes a plague and comes death. And where does it focus? It focuses on New York. And actually, and actually, the, I won't go into it, but the exact amount of children that were killed in the, and most of them through New, in New York, the first three years of abortion from 1973 to Roe versus Wade, 1.3 million children were killed in America, most of them in New York. 50 years later, 50 years later, there's another three year period, Jubilee, and it's 2020 to 23. Uh, one. How many Americans were struck down? 1.3 million. The exact same number. And and the you were talking from COVID. Are you talking from COVID? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking the COVID was retaliation for the children aborted. 
What, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is this. I'm saying is that not that it's that there's consequences. And you know, mm -hmm. actually, Jeremiah, when Jeremiah says that, you know, he said that there, you know, there's a result. He says one of the results was a de in Hebrew Dever Gadol, which means great pandemic. And so it is so it's saying that there are civilizational consequences. And the amazing thing is everything matches with that as well. 50 years to you know the day that that actually this entered America officially was January 20th, 2020, day of patient zero. That's 50 years exactly from when the the bill for abortion first appeared in the New York Senate, uh, New York legislature. Everything is 50 years as well. So it, it's just mind-boggling. You, you know, you talk about, I mean, I want is history in your understanding linear or is it more cyclical or is it a combination of sort of repetitive events, different cast That's of a, characters, that, you know, that kind of thing, but yeah. same stuff, but just, yeah. just layered on top of each other? Yeah, well, you know, you know, it says that, you know, they say history repeats. Well, some others have said, well, it doesn't repeat, it rhymes, you know, and, <laughs> and that is, it, it, it is, it, and that's a good way. It, it progresses, I mean, you know, linear, it, you know, it's going to an end, you know, that is actually a biblical uh, time, time and space concept, as opposed to the pagan that everything is just a wheel. But the thing is, but it does repeat, there are repeating things, there are patterns from God, and there are patterns from, you know, the, the Bible says that, God gave us these things. They are they are for our there are illustrations or examples for us. So there are patterns. You know, I will tell you, I don't know if we'll be able to get into it at all or not, but actually, even behind the leaders of our time, um, and this is not political, but behind the leaders of our time, there are ancient prototypes in the Bible of of people that they are following without knowing, including there's a mystery to Donald Trump. And this is not political, but it's amazing. It actually, what's, actually, what's the time? What, what's uh, what's what's uh, well, who's uh, uh, Donald Trump's <laughs> historical doppelganger here? Yeah. OK, well, with OK, I would say with Israel, there's a Cyrus thing going on. But with America, there's a man called Jehu. Jehu was rose up at a time when Israel was falling away from God. He was wild. He was unpredictable. He we don't even know where he was with God. But he was used. He was. He rose up. Um, at, you know, and you can never predict what he was going to say or do. Um, and he makes a, a an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land, and he actually brings on a partner in his chariot race to the throne, a religious conservative, to do that. To in order, he his his basically agenda for the capital city is to drain the swamp. And <laughs> when he when he before he can come to power, he has a showdown, uh, Lauren, with the nation's former first lady. And and the thing is that oh, I mean, my it, it, goodness. yes. And, and let me let me throw in another thing. I mean, it depends how much money we have, but let me throw this in. And that is that that the former the nation's former first lady. Well, Hillary Clinton. Uh, she was on the national stage with her husband for 22 years until the end of his presidency. On her own, she was in public office for 12 years, and then she ran for president for two years. Public life for 14 years on her own. 22 years with her husband, 14 years. The ancient queen who stood against Jehu, her her prototype was on, was on the national stage with her husband for 22 years on her own, 14 years until her showdown with Jehu. Wow. What was her name? What was it? What was oh, her name? Was her name? <laughs> okay. I was being nice, Gordon. Her name is Jezebel. I was going to say, I think it was Jezebel. You were sounding like, because she <laughs> didn't, she had a very bad ending, actually. Um, she, she, she did. She did. And, and she had the ending, basically, 
you know, when she was uh, she was actually facing Jehu, you know, or, or the Trump. It was a downfall, you know, and it, it, I'll just I'll. Well, I'll does Jehu a- get elected again, by the way? I just want to. <laughs> Well, listen, listen, there there are things, I, I tell you, I, you know, the, the design manifesto came out in um, in the beginning of September. And then this the, then this this the 30 days later came the thing in Israel. Uh, there may be more that's coming true. One, there, there is a whole section on the mystery of Donald Trump, even the mystery of January 6th. Um, now, I'm, I, I try to be very careful, you know, and but I will. I, all right. I'm going to throw something out that I don't normally say it. I'm not going to be dogmatic about that, but I will say this: um, the, the template may have something because the 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 last it says Jehu his last year was his 28th year. Now, of course, we we can't have that's that's on the national stage. We can't reign for 28 years in the presidency, but it was the 20th year. If Trump gets reelected, his last year will be 2028. The, the year 28. That's the oh. year of Jehu. Now, now I'm not being dogmatic, and don't quote me, but I'm just throwing that out. Very interesting. So, you know, where are we now in history? I mean, you talk about the age of apostasy. Is that what we're living through right now? Totally. I mean, you know, one of the signs the Bible gives to the last days is, and that's what actually saved me. As I was an atheist, you know, and it was the end time prophecy about Israel and all that. That really, I, said, I couldn't argue with. But one of the one of the major signs, of course, is Israel being back in the world. That that's major. The world focusing on Israel. Well, look, it's happened again. Warfare, controversy over Israel. There it is again. It never goes out of the. It never goes away for long. And the other one is apostasy. You know, Paul said there'll be a great falling away, you know, an apostasia, a falling away from faith, a falling away from, you could say, many things. And we are we are witnessing this every single day. Well, in the, these are the days of Josiah, because Josiah was born into the age of apostasy and where the nation was standing on the verge of judgment. So now one of the things is, and this will say like where we are prophetically, I believe, and that is that, you know, um, the greatest altar, and I don't mean good, but the most colossal altar we have in our civilization, our culture, it was Roe versus Wade on which we killed 60 million children. Well, on, and we know, and we know that the fight is not over by a long shot, but what mm-hmm. happened on June 24, 2022, which, by the way, was the 50th year of Roe versus Wade. It was the Levitical in the parameters. Uh, when it was overturned, when Roe versus Wade was overturned, that was the breaking of that altar. In the Bible, the broken altar, you know, I, I'll I'll just do that. I'm not plugging it, but I'm just saying that if you see this, this sign is the sign. This is the broken altar. And wow, that's what yeah. began the book. And the thing is that it's a biblical sign. The sign of revival in ancient times wasn't a gospel crusade tent meeting, which is great. It was the broken altar. When they broke the altars, they were turning away from the gods, revival. So that's what that's the sign of Josiah. Josiah is all about the broken altar. And so what it's saying is we're at the Josiah moment where either on one hand, we're heading there's we're on the we're heading towards judgment if we don't turn back from God. On the other hand, there's a chance for revival. We're right in that in that time period, and that's why we have to really we have to look to to the example of Josiah about how to live and what we can do. But yeah, we are I believe we're hanging both right in the middle. Um before we before we before we um end this, I want to talk about um the mystery that lies behind the book of Esther. And um I oh, yeah. thought about this before I saw in your book about the book of Esther, there's very there's some similarities of what's happening in Israel right now and what happened in the book of Esther. Can you explain it? Yeah. And, you know, Lauren, and I'm out there, I think you're an Esther. <laughs> you know, I think that's one reason. <laughs> and, and the thing is, 
Okay, uh, and I'll give it two things. I'll do one for Israel and one for America. With with Israel, yeah, you know what's interesting? I mean, one is, there, there, you know, Daniel, here's a mystery. Daniel um, is praying, and it says that that uh, that he was told by the angel that there was a principality called the 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 uh, Paris the 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 Tsar Paris, which means the Prince of the Power of Persia, the Prince of Persia, and it was preventing the purposes of God. And when the angel was going to tell him about the Jewish people in the last days, this principality came against it. Well. Prince of Persia, Persia, we know Persia. Persia is Iran. And and the you know, these principalities never die. So this is the print, and you could take it as the spirit of Persia, some yeah. principality. It's always against Israel. And the thing is behind Hamas, behind we know this, behind all these things, Iran is there. So you you know, you see the same the principality that tried to come against Israel then in the last day, and with Daniel and, and for the last days is actually at work right now. And the Bible speaks of Persia in Ezekiel 38 and 39 that it comes against Israel in the last days. Now, one other thing, the mystery of a uh, mystery for America with the book of Esther, and that is that, you know, in the Haman, he, 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 um, Haman he and Hamas. I mean, it's very clear. It's just very, yeah. why are all the, it's like Haman, Hitler, Hamas. Who yeah. begin with H's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to look out for, watch out for H. You know, I'll throw in Himmler and Herod too. You know, look, H's are not good. Wow. Uh, so you heard it here that, first, folks. Yes, a new revelation. <laughs> this will be the next book. But, but the the thing is that that on in, in the book of Esther, there's an evil decree from Haman, and it and it's to wipe out, it's to bring death and destruction, and it's linked to the the date Adar thir, Adar thirteen, which is the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, day of evil destruction, a decree of destruction and death, thirteenth day of the twelfth month. Interesting thing, Roe versus Wade received its hearing on the Supreme Court on December 13th, the 13th day of the 12th month, day of the evil decree. But then there's a second decree in the book of Esther where Mordecai and Esther, they undo the the evil decree. And that, that decree is linked to the date Sivan 23. The, the, the case that overturned Roe versus Wade is Dobbs versus Jackson. It was sent to the Supreme Court. It went forth on, on the summer of 2020 on June 15th. But on the Hebrew calendar, it was Sivan 23, the day of the decree that will overturn the evil decree. How's that for God? Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, it is just powerful. And, you know, we could talk because this is really <laughs> yeah. powerful stuff. Um is your are your books fiction based on facts or are they facts or how would you describe your books? Um, there, okay, this is the eighth one. The first one's the Harbinger, and the, the of the eight, four four of them are done in the in the form of fiction where I'm telling, but it's all fact. I mean, it, it's all it's the the even in that the narrative is just a delivery system to deliver the mystery, which is real, total fact. It's just a, a way to reach more people. But four of them are total, like you know, not with any story like this one. It's told right out. So I, I do both. You know, Jesus used parables, and the Lord led me to do that with some. So, but it's all it's all real. The mystery is real. It's just either told you know through a story or it's told directly. And just. Last, we've got to give people hope. What is our yes. hope if we are oh, yeah. living in this darkness? What is our hope? Yeah, yeah. Well, the last this this is it. The, the the last hundred pages of the book 
are based are the blueprint or the man of the manifesto which is all about what do we do now because i was led that we that there's got to what is the hope for god's people and totally you know the, the, there's so much hope and that is that it's not about you know whatever happens with the culture god has a has a purpose has a plan if it's getting darker we got to get brighter if it's getting radical we got to get more radical you know the, to me the you know these are the greatest days because these are going to bring out those who stand strong this is going to be the great this is going to bring out the appalls and the esters they don't come during regular times you know so this this you know one of the mysteries at the very end is linked to that the the end of the age there's a parallel to the beginning of the age the beginning of the age what for for believers is the book of acts so god wants that again you know they didn't live in a christian culture Lauren. they didn't live in a in in a judeo christian they lived in a pagan world they they came against it um so we are now in that time but this can be the greatest day you know laura and when you watch a movie what's the last what's the most exciting part the last 15 minutes so listen <laughs> if we're in the last 15 minutes praise god you know th this is the time to stand god will anoint god will empower god will you know god will lift up it is time to be the lights of god that looks that's exactly what the secret what josiah knew and that's what we are being called to for such a time as this well, the book is called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. Uh, author Jonathan Kahn, thank you so much for being oh, on a, a Lighthouse Faith podcast. And I always learn so much. And boy, I'll tell you, go back and read that Bible right now. <laughs> Because it's just thank about you, the end. Ryan. So thank you so much. Um, and thank you so much for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Have a very, very blessed day. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Amazon Prime members can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.